0: Okay, hello and welcome. Today is uh, March 14th. We, it's the first class of quarantine. Uh, this podcast is for my History 327 class, uh, which is uh, 1945 to present. I am concluding the lecture that I started on Wednesday, but as always, I ran out of time. So, earlier in the lecture, we were talking about uh, the women's rights movement, the students' rights movement, and I also got into the uh, the gay rights movement as well, Stonewall's in 1969. Uh, if you're following around on the PowerPoint I provided, I want you to go to number five, 1968. Now, I am well aware that I am skipping over some other movements, uh, Chicano rights, Native American rights. There's some other rights in there, too. I am also skipping over the hippie movement, which I think I said in class, kind of sorry I did to do that, but I am. And I'm also aware that 1968 is before Stonewall. But this is kind of where it all comes to a head, because as promised, we will get into the 70s, but we have to talk about 1968. Now, it's an election year, and as you remember from a couple, years, couple weeks back, uh, Lyndon Johnson has let it be known that he is not running. Uh, he is too focused on Vietnam. The Vietnam War's kind of killed his legacy with the whole um, Great Society business. So he's decided he is not going to run for office. And this puts Democrats in a bit of a pickle. Because the student movements and other movements really tend to lean to the far left. Uh, they're much more leftist, much more, I'm not even going to say liberal, but much more leftist. The, the Democratic Party in this time period, which, remember, is still primarily Southern... Workers, uh, union workers, and the left feels that they've never had a real Democrat truly sympathetic to their cause. Uh, The far left does not think that the Democratic candidates are really speaking for the far left individuals. Now, there is an early choice, which is Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy is looking to be building a fairly solid coalition. Robert Kennedy is the brother of uh, John Kennedy. He is also attorney general for a while. He is running for office, and fairly early in '68, he's able to build a pretty good coalition. Uh, He has a pretty strong African-American presence. Um, He's not exactly far left, but a lot of the students are kind of buying into the optimism. He, he's a Kennedy. You know, he's another young Kennedy, but early on in the, um, primary process, actually right after the California primary. So right around this time of the year, actually, uh, Robert Kennedy is assassinated. He is assassinated by a man by the name of Sirhan Sirhan, who is a Syrian national. He's actually assassinated in a hotel during a victory speech. Uh, There's some very famous photos, which I did not include in the PowerPoint, but you can see. So if you go to the next slide, you are going to see another major candidate. His name is Eugene McCarthy. Uh, Eugene McCarthy is an anti-war Democrat, which is still a controversial position in this time period. The Democratic Party is not exactly, even though it has more of the leftist students as more likely to vote Democrat, they still are not against the war. Even though the war is growing in unpopularity due to the Tet offensive, a lot of quote unquote, traditional Americans felt that we should, we should keep fighting. Eugene McCarthy is different. He's far to the left. Almost. I mean, I hesitate to use this comparison, but considering current events, he's almost like a Bernie Sanders in that he's very far to the left. Um, Uh, As you can see behind McCarthy, his whole... Oh, and my dog just jumped on my lap. We're we're recording this live here, folks. Uh, McCarthy is asking for an immediate halting of the war in Vietnam. He he wants to stop bombing, de-escalate ground war, begin negotiations. He's not talking about winning the war. He's talking about ending the war, which is still seen as kind of controversial. Now, in order to kind of disarm some of the criticism that McCarthy is going to get from the youth vote, who is known for being, you know, kind of wackadoodle. If you skip to the next slide, you will see this whole concept of neat and clean for Gene. Uh, the idea that you're going to take these civil rights workers, these students, you see right here a young man getting shaved. Uh, this idea that, you know, we want to be as respectable as possible. And you're seeing a little bit of the carryover of the old African-American civil rights movement of this. Uh, these, you know, these young bros, these young Bernie bros, as you will, they are... Um, you know, cleaning their act up, not having the long hair, not having beards. Yes, they want, they're they having some leftist ideology, but they're going to try to be as nice and neat as possible for Eugene McCarthy. And by the time of the convention in 1968, McCarthy has more delegates than any other Democratic candidate. <coughs> and my God just popped. This is live, y'all. This is live. He has more votes than any other Democratic candidate, but he doesn't have the majority. He has a plurality of the Democratic delegates. Uh, Robert Kennedy could have possibly gotten them all, uh, but he's dead. So, no way he could do it. So, it's time for a broker convention, which, you know, 2020 has been a crazy enough year. I'm not going to, you know, wish this on anybody, but there is a chance that the Democratic uh, convention, the nominee, which is presumably Joe Biden at this point in time, may not have the majority of the delegates, we might have a broker convention. Now, 1968 is a broker convention for the Democrats. We'll talk about the Republicans next week. Uh, It becomes pretty clear that McCarthy is not going to win. Uh, McCarthy's expecting Robert Kennedy's delegates to go for him. They don't. Uh, They actually go for George McGovern, who's a little little bit of a more centrist candidate. Uh, This really upsets... McCarthy's delegates. Uh, As the video you're going to watch, as you're going to see, they are quite upset in this process. Even on the convention floor, there's a lot of uh, animosity, a lot of anger towards each other. Uh, The guy who does get the nomination, if you skip to the next slide, is Hubert Humphrey. Hubert Horatio Humphrey. Triple H, if you will. Uh, uh, Humphrey is Johnson's vice president. He is a very much pro-establishment Uh, status quo candidate. He is not rocking the boat in any sense. He is not uh, liberal by any sense. He's also pro-war. Now remember, a lot of McCarthy's delegates are anti-war. In fact, that's why McCarthy gets a majority of the delegate vote. Not a majority, a plurality of the majority vote. And this really seems that the Democratic Party is out of touch with its membership. A lot of the people who are voting. A lot of these young people feel that the Democratic Party doesn't speak for them. Now, there's other issues as well, but there's other underlying issues. But if you skip to the next slide, you will see that this results in riots. The 1968 uh, Democratic Convention in Chicago is noted by riots. And it looks to outside observers that the youth of America are ungrateful. All these movements, which we talked about, you know, women's rights, uh, student rights, gay rights, which I'd agree, where it's a little later, but it's kind of the same thing. We had this idea that society is changing, it's getting less moral, less, less kind, less, less the way it needed to be. And this plays right into the hands of one Richard Milhouse Nixon, who is primed and ready to take the nomination for the Republicans and the presidency. And we're going to talk about it more next time. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, For those of y'all listening to this who are not part of History 327, um, hey, thanks for listening. But for those of you in uh, History 327, this will be part of your uh, test and also discussion. By the way, for discussion uh, discussion leaders, I want you all to be thinking about, you know, why are so many of these groups steeped in respectability? Why is doing something like Neat and Clean for Eugene So necessary. Why do they feel it? Do they feel it's because the Civil Rights Movement has had success in it? Or do you think there's something deeper when talking about American society? So with that said, uh, this is a special Tully's Take on History for History 327. Uh, The unit is unit... uh, I should know the unit, shouldn't I? Uh, Unit 7. Unit 7. All right. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you later.